UMGoBlue.com. By fans, for fans, since 1999. Hello, welcome to this edition of the UMGoBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with... Andy Anderson. And we're going to talk about Michigan's dominating victory over the pet, over the Nittany Lions of Penn State by a score of 49-10. to 10. Well, Andy, what did you think about that one? Well, it was kind of nice to see Michigan running stuff between the tackles for a change. And they did that continuously. They uh, did not go to the long ball much at all. Uh, J.U. Chesson, I think, had a single catch and didn't get anything way downfield. It was a good game, a hard-played game against inferior competition. Uh, Penn State is a bottom dweller in the Big Ten. And Michigan was uh, played like they were playing against a champion. They played hard and did well, and it was well-planned. In fact, Harbaugh's teams are better organized and better dedicated to purpose than any I've seen at Michigan. He's as good in that regard as Bull or anybody else that's ever been there. And this team seems to have a camaraderie that is rare because when uh, a key player got hurt, the team gathered around him. And uh, Harbaugh remarked at his press conference today that that's highly unusual for a team to do that. You know, the, the interesting thing is that it's great to see Michigan run the ball. Um, again, it's something that we've wanted to see the last couple of weeks. You know, the, the overwhelming thing I took away from that game was just how far Penn State has fallen. Um, yes. And we know that they're down a few linebackers, and they lost one due to a, a rather dubious targeting call um, during the game on Saturday. Um, and listen, I'm really happy about Michigan being 4-0. I think that, you know, it's really great to be undefeated heading into a game against another undefeated foe with Wisconsin coming in. But, again, what I kept struggling with is, gosh, um, I mean, there was a point where um, Wilton Spate mentioned it in the postgame press conference that Michigan ran the same play eight or nine times. And the only thing they did is flip the side of the field, you know, flip the strength. So yeah. you you really have to wonder um, what we saw on Saturday. Um, you know, Michigan was efficient. Michigan was dominating. It's really too bad we saw that injury because you really hate to see, you know, a player like Jeremy Clark go down late in the game that was already decided. Um, it, it was great that the team came out to support them. And, and you know, Harbaugh mentioned that, that they're going to see if they can get him uh, a sixth year of eligibility. You know, that's always a crapshoot. But, uh, you know, it, it's really kind of sad that, that a program that has such a, a great history on the field, um, if, if anything, uh, you know, if somewhat a dubious uh, reputation off of it due to the Jerry Sandusky things, um, it, it's just too bad that the program is, has fallen so far. Um, I know. I remember when Penn State joined the Big Ten, it, it was a, a fierce rivalry for the first five or ten years, and uh, they, they've really become the Indiana uh, of our schedule. Um, and I yep. could I could even say that Indiana has put up more of a fight in the last in the last few years. So, Andy, what did you think? Um, you know, we've talked about the running game. 
what did you think about about what we saw from Jabril Peppers? I thought uh, in the running game. In the game. Yeah, in the game. He, um, he had a decent game. I, he missed a, ta- uh, a block, or some ungraciously said that he wanted no part of a block of the fellow that that made the big hit on special teams. Uh, that part was bad. But the man has consistently shown that he's cut above. He has impressed Harbaugh no end. And here's, here's a quirk in Harbaugh's personality that I never would have anticipated today. He was talking about the Helmet Awards and mentioned that, uh, of course, Gabriel uh, Peppers had nearly 40 of them, 37 to 40 of them on his uh, helmet. And he keeps saying the man is a football player, and he means it. I never thought he was the kind of guy that would build up his players. I thought he would be the kind of guy that cut down his players to keep them humble. Well, in Jabril's case, I guess that isn't necessary. Jabril is an extraordinary football player, and he is used differently all the time. He can tumble. He's smart enough to tumble to what's going on and play the play better than the regulars that play in that position when they switch your eye. So it's been amazing. I didn't think this was one of his most productive games against Penn State, but he still was in there. Why did we have all those first-string people in that uh, kickoff alignment? alignment? Kick, uh, why did we have Lewis risking his body and soul out there and getting hit like that and a person that didn't even get hit on a play pulled strange Taurus ACL that wasn't because of a hit which is a good thing because it means that probably there was no soft tissue damage and just that and it might heal quicker but he's gone for six months and they're trying to get a secure form I think that's all of the good I hope he comes back Well, you know, this isn't anything new. Um, you know, Harbaugh believes that the, the best players should play all the time. I mean, I mean, Andy, if you want to think about it, you know, we mentioned how much it, it's great that Jabril Peppers is so great, but you're putting, uh, you know, putting him out there. There's always the opportunity he's going to get hurt. Um, you know, there's also the opportunity you're going to get hit hurt walking across the field. So, um you know, I, I struggle a little bit because we have seen Michigan special teams in past seasons just be horrible. And and some coaches do the, uh, 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 you know, have the philosophy of you put your second or third string guys out on special teams and that's where they prove themselves. Or at least that's the only thing they have to learn. But we've seen right. in past yeah, but, but but we've seen in past years where basically you get second and third string results. So yeah, you know, it, is it tough? I mean, uh, you know, I, I again, it, it's it, it's a, it's a bad situation when somebody gets hurt in a blowout, and yet you could also make a case that Jordan Lewis needed to be out there as much as he could to to get his game speed back. 
um, you know, because he sat out. So, so it's tough. I mean, I, I think it's a situation, you know, to use the old cliche, you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. Um, That's right. You know, do you really want Jabril Peppers out there returning kicks with um, second, third string guys blocking for him? I mean, do you want him to get lit up? So, you know, you go you go round and round. I mean, the the thing that's interesting, you know, you mentioned about about Harbaugh building players up. I I think, you know, it's one thing to kind of build a guy up who needs it. You know, to kind of, you know, you know, if a player fails and and a coach goes on and on about how he's done great in practice, you know, kind of trying to give him something to live up to. What I sense from Harbaugh with Peppers, and and even some other players, you know, he's been fair in his praise um, you know you know, with other players and I think what you're seeing with Peppers is that he's just acknowledging that, that he's a great player I mean he said it today he's a great 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 player and I think that one of the things that we're seeing from Harbaugh is you know we've seen it for again I keep saying it, we've seen it from other coaches who, who fall into coach speak well he's a great player and he's doing well Listen, Harbaugh is gonna. If, if Harbaugh really wants to gush about somebody, you know it's legitimate. You know that it's that you know. And he said today, he said, you know, he goes every time we give him an assignment in practice, he goes the players and coaches just look at each other and say, wow, Jabril's a really good player. Jabril's a really good player. I mean, kind of uh, you know almost sarcastically because everything he, he touches on the football field he seems to do well. So you know, it, it's nice that. You know, you've seen um, uh, you've seen some schools manufacture Heisman campaigns. You know, you see some schools, information departments, that will go out and take out billboards and send out doodads to the media to, to promote certain players. And you know, if if this is the beginning of of Michigan or Harbaugh trying to promote Peppers into the race. I would much rather have him do it in a press conference and, and take questions about it than, you know, sure. some kind of packaged media, you know, flyers going out, mouse pads going out, that kind of thing. Um, and, and if, I'll you're t- not, if, you, if you're not playing well and you don't deserve the, the credit, you're not going to get it from Harbaugh. If you're not part of the meritocracy and you're not growing and contributing that football team, He's not going to say good things about you if they're not true. And some other coaches very truly do all the time raise their players up trying to elevate the program. Harbaugh's not doing that. He knows how good these people are, and if they're good, he says so. And I think that's great for recruiting and great for the University of Michigan. I think he's doing exactly right to the right level and the right way. You know, and and let's be honest, he's also patting himself and his coaches on the back because Jabril does not just appear fully formed. Okay. Um, you know, he's definitely, I mean, he, he has incredible skill. He has incredible tools, but he's also being coached. Too. You know, and, and again, it's, you know, it's, it's interesting because one of the really cool things about having the opportunity to cover the team the way we do is we get to see these amazing players up close and talk to them. And yes. whenever an amazing player leaves, I kind of wonder, you know, are we ever going to see anything like that again? You know, kind of kind of a little, you know, uh, worrying a little bit. 
And, and I think specifically, you know, uh, you know, you you see Desmond Howard and and you see Charles Woodson, and then you see somebody like Denard Robinson, who is just phenomenal to watch on almost every play. And and, and, and he leaves, and you wonder, boy, we're we're never going to see anything exactly like that again. <clears throat> well, a few seasons later, now you have Jabril Peppers, and they're all unique in their own way. But it's one of the really cool things about uh, being a fan of a, of a major program like Michigan. They seem to get that talent through every couple seasons, and it's really enjoyable. To talk to somebody like Jabril, who not only is an amazing player on the field, but again, you know, speaks very well, um, you know, seems to seems to represent the university really well, and it, it, it's it's really a, a a good thing. I mean, it's definitely something that that I'm grateful for. One other thing that Harbaugh uh, does right is he takes players that when he sees that they can do something or sees them doing something that are unknown and opens the door for, for them and gets them on the field. Today, I interviewed uh, Karan Higdon, and uh, he's quite a, quite a guy. You know, he didn't participate in fall camp. He was uh, injured. He came along after that, so he didn't have a chance right at the first of the year to get going. But now that they found him, he's the best leading touchdown for on team. At the pullback position, and he is smart, scholastically, he is uh, trying for pre med, he wants to be a doctor, and it looks like uh, he has a spot to uh, do the program. Very intelligent, very well spoken, very much appreciative of the regime that he's in and the way he's being treated at the University of Michigan. And he's got muscles on his muscles. He is a, a good-looking, very lean, explosive runner. And uh, he's going to be there for a long time. He's not a small man. And it's not small for a back. Uh, but Highball discovers these gems, but takes people like that and lets them in early, lets them play. Well, that's all upside up, up swing to the program. Now, they're going to increase their level of competition this next week when Wisconsin comes in. But there's one thing that people should remember. You can't quite consider it at Wisconsin's offense because two of those touchdowns that, that were scored against Michigan State were not offensive. So that drops down the, the, the amount that the that their offense actually scored. Now they're going to be good, and they're a conventional type team, and they're as mean as anybody will get till we get to the states in Ohio, states and Iowa's. Not so sure about Iowa anymore, but but anyway, uh, they're a formal full, and it's it's going to be one hell of a game this Saturday. So we've talked about Michigan. Um, we've had some Michigan-related news in that former uh, Michigan coach Les Miles was let go. And uh, Harbaugh was asked if, if we were going to be seeing Les Miles in any capacity around the program, either as some kind of honorary captain or consultant or, or analyst. And uh, he, he, he didn't deny that. So 
that's that's going to be interesting. And you know, it's interesting to see Les Miles being let go from LSU um, when many people thought that there was a chance he was going to end up as the coach here. Um, and, and and I think things worked out pretty well for us. What do you think? I I think they worked out perfectly so far. Uh, Harbaugh, like any other college coach, is going to take his lumps, but I think he's doing a hell of a job up for now. I don't know how he could be doing any better. This is his second year, and four games in, he's undefeated. And uh, if he can, uh, if he can lick uh, Wisconsin, Katie by the door. But we got to see. It's going to be a tough game. I think it's going to be a very close game. You're not going to see any 50 points scored by either side. It's going to be more of a defensive battle. And we're going to find out in this game what Don Brown really has. Because his defense is going to be tested. And it might be tested with Brian Monet back there helping at the nose again, which would be a great thing if that would happen. We also had some other Michigan-related news with Notre Dame falling and Michigan winning, Michigan not only has the most wins in college football, but also has the highest winning percentage. And uh, looking at the two programs, uh, hopefully Michigan will be able to uh, hold on to that. Well, we'll see. I don't. Notre Dame will be down for a while, but they'll they'll make some adjustments and they'll be a winner again. They keep coming back. They fall once in a while and they come back. They haven't been as consistently good of uh, late as they, as they uh, would like. But this coach, Kelly, uh, to me the jury is still out on him, and I wouldn't be surprised to see him change. You don't think Les Miles would like the job, or would Les Miles like USC? Uh, you know, I'm really wondering if Les Miles is just done. Um, and, and again... You know, not that, uh, you know, he, he's only 62, so, you know, he could definitely coach another, you know, good five, ten years if he wanted to. Uh, you know, my perception watching less is I, I just wonder if the pressure of, of a big-time program is kind of, you know, uh, if he still has the taste for it. Um, there's no doubt he can get a big contract somewhere. But I wonder, is he a big enough name for Notre Dame? Um, you know, and, and that's really the thing. I mean, Notre Dame is kind of, uh, again, looking at where the program is, they really thought Brian Kelly was going to be that guy to bring the program back. You bet. And, and, he, and he's had some success. And we got to remember that, you know, they, they lost some players early, um, you know, right before the season started. So this might not be the best year to judge them. Um, but again, with that big TV contract, the, the pressure is always on. Um, you know, and I wonder, I mean, you know, we were just talking about how things have fallen in Penn State. I mean, I wonder if Les Miles would want to return to the Big Ten. And, you know, imagine a division with Les Miles, Jim Harbaugh, um, you know, D'Antonio and, and, and Urban Meyer. I mean, uh, that would that would that would be interesting. I don't know how quick he could bring Penn State back, but they would definitely add some some sauce to the goose. He's a good coach, and he succeeded whatever he was, and he lived that long down there in in uh, Louisiana. 
where they won't stand losses very easily. Uh, but he could take a year off or two and be a sportscaster and kind of dabble in some stuff at the University of Michigan. Uh, I know that Michigan, while they don't say so, they have to have an eye cast at the recruiting area that the SEC controls. And he might be an in in that if he were associated in some way with the University of Michigan. They have an assistant and associate for everything. they got a, a big cadre of people that uh, report to that program that aren't directly involved in coaching all over the place. So I don't know. I think if, if it was mutually useful to him and my, uh, to Harbaugh and Miles, they could work something out. I think probably Harbaugh is pretty good at work for demanding that you do the job and he's going to let you do the job. What do you think? You know, my perception of Les is that LSU has always been on the um, senior side of recruiting um, in yeah. SEC. So I, I think he would be a great person with contacts. Um, uh, you know, if, if he was willing to fill that role, that might be a good fit. Um, you know, honestly, looking at the success that Harbaugh has had, um, you know, drawing coaches, I, I don't know if it makes sense for him to, to be, you know, an actual hands-on coach with players. But, you know, recruiting and smoozing with some of the coaches down there might be a good fit. You bet. You bet it might be. It might be just as good as uh, the Paramus, the Paramus connection, you know, or better. Uh, they have players down there. The southern region has the players. There's no question about it. But all in all, I'm kind of happy with where Michigan's program is, and I'm not, I'm not got my tail cut between my legs for this game with Wisconsin. I think it's going to be a good game, a close game. I think Michigan has every chance of winning it. But I wonder if we could kick a field goal, if a field goal was necessary to do that. Since last Saturday, uh, Harbaugh chose to practice uh, getting short yardage through the running game as much as he could. Fourth and ones, uh, we ran for him. And we didn't call up the field goal team, so we don't know whether they fixed the problems that were evident in the game between the Colorado game before. So if it comes down to a close one, could come down to a field goal. I don't know if that's there, if Allen has got that straightened out. Well, and we'll be back next week to talk about it. So that's going to do it for this edition of the UMGoBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with... Andy Anderson. Go Blue. Thank you for listening to the UMGoBlue.com podcast. All rights reserved. Search for UMGoBlue.com on iTunes. Go Blue.